Welcome to the Grace Point Church Podcast. Here at GPC, we want you to know God, love people, and live sent. From wherever you're listening, we hope you're encouraged by this week's message. If you want to learn more about Grace Point, head over to gracepointchurch.net. And now, this week's message. So hi, my name, okay, so here's my thing is, at camp, they, we filled them up and they're exploding with all this stuff. How then, as parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, small group leaders, how do we make sure that it's not just a one thing experience, right? But that what is coming out of them every single day is things that are good and pure and holy and just. How do we make sure that the things that are oozing from our kids is Jesus, right? Hi, my name is Amy Sanders and I get to share stories and lessons every single week with your kids and GP kids. And I want you to know I'm no one special. Like, I didn't go to seminary. I don't kind of have any kind of Bible degree. Um, I'm just a volunteer that loves the Word of God and wants to come beside and help raise up the next generation. In fact, I am a pediatric physical therapist. I work in the Bentonville School District. Um, I've been married to my husband, Stephen, for, it'll be 25 years next month. Right? And I have three amazing kids. So my oldest is going to be a junior in college. My middle child is stepping into her senior year at BHS. Blows my mind. And my baby, which he's not here right now, but he'd be like, Mom, don't call me a baby. Like, he's going to be an eighth grader at Washington. And I want you to know, like, As parents, trust me, we did not do everything right. There are so many times like, oh, I wish we had a do-over. Like, I wish I didn't react that way. I wish I didn't say that. Oh, I really wish I would have disciplined better, right? Like, there are so many things. Parents, are you you guys with me? Because parenting is so tricky, right? It's like this journey that you are constantly growing and learning and changing, and the minute you think you got it figured out, right, like, season changed. All things new. And even right from the get-go, do I have any new, brand new parents in here? Like infants? It blows my mind to think as an infant, they just hand you this kid from the hospital, like no instruction manual. Like I had literally had no idea what I was doing, right? And I'm expected to keep this little person alive. And I want you to know that God wants us to do more than just help our kids survive. Right? Like, oh, we made it through second grade. Or, oh, we made it through the middle school years. Like, he wants us to do more. Our kids were made for more. And he has entrusted these kids to us. Right? To train, to develop, to build. Now, I know some of you might be like, yeah, I'm a, like, my kids are grown and flown. Like, this has nothing to do with me. Or maybe you're in here like, I'm, I'm not even married. I don't have kids. I want you, church, to look around because we have kids in here. And I want you to see them because they are our future. They are the next generations of warriors for his kingdom. How cool is that? And God has entrusted them to us. And I feel as parents, we do a really good job of investing and developing our kids physically, you know, socially, emotionally, academically. But when it comes to spiritually, sometimes we're a little bit intimidated. Like, maybe we think, oh, I don't, I don't know enough. So I think I'm just going to show up to church, and I'm going to hand my kids off to the church. 
which is a good thing, right? I'm so glad you're here because we do do amazing things over in GP Kids. But I want you to know that God entrusted that kid to you, that it is your job, it's our responsibility to be raising our kids, and that the church is not meant to be the sole thing feeding them spiritually, right? It's not supposed to be the main meal. Church is actually just supposed to be like a little supplement, a little vitamin that they're getting along with whatever you're doing at home. And so here's some math. Now, I know kids in the room are like, seriously, science and now math? It's summertime, but hey, we want to learn. We want to keep learning all the time. So if you were a perfect parent and you said, okay, church is going to help raise my kids spiritually, I'm going to show up to church and bring my kid to church every single Sunday from when they're born until when they're 18 years old, the church would get 936 days. Okay, that sounds like a lot. But parents, I want you to know that you actually get 936 weeks with your kid. Which if I do the math, right, seven days in a week, that's 6,552 days. Do you see the comparison? This is why God has called us to train, to develop, to raise up. And I want you to know that time is a thief because those 6,552 days go like that. And so we have to be intentional about showing up and developing our kids. And here's the thing is God, he did give us an instruction manual, right? And There are so many verses in here that he is saying, imploring us, begging us to raise up our kids, to remind our kids of who he is and to be pointing them to him. And so today I have a key verse that we are are definitely going to be digging into, but I have actually a lot of verses. So you guys need to hold on to your hats, maybe get your pens ready to write some great verses down, because I want you to see that from the Old Testament to the New Testament, all throughout scripture... God is calling us to raise up this next generation. Okay, so my key verse that we're going to be in is found in Psalms 127, 3 through 5. And it says this, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from them. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. So right away, this verse tells me a few things. First off, you really don't need weapons unless there's a battle, right? How many of you just have arrows laying around your house, right? Like weapons are used when there is wartime, like a battle going on. So it means there's a battle raging. And I know physically, in the physical realm, we know like the world has gone crazy, And we hear of the physical war going on like over in Ukraine. But what I think we fail to recognize is that there is a spiritual battle, like a battle raging for the hearts and minds of our kids. And then kids, kids in the room, did you see what the psalmist called you? He called you an arrow. Everybody, those kids, strike a pose. Strike your best arrow pose. You are a weapon. And that is no mistake, because God has great plans for you. And then parents, do you see what he calls us? Warriors. And trust me, when I'm carrying that laundry basket, I don't feel much like a warrior. But he calls me a warrior, and that 
He has put those kids in my hands. It is my job to be the primary crafter of the arrow. Okay, so if we are supposed to craft the arrow, I thought, what does this look like? Maybe we should do a little arrow crafting, and what does that look like for our kids? But before I even start to do that, I want to start with us, almighty oh warriors, right? Because we are, we're the ones who hold the bow. We are the bowmen. How many of you are hunters in here? Do I have any real hunt? Like, do you hunt with a bow? Okay, so forgive me. Like, obviously, I am not a hunter. Like, I, I have, have had an opportunity to actually shoot a bow and arrow. I went to camp with our kids a couple years ago, and that was kind of a rotation. Okay, I'm going to do this. And let me just tell you what I learned. That when my arrow missed the target, it wasn't the arrow's fault. Do you hear me, parents? Can you get amen? It was my fault. Like, maybe I didn't have my feet. I wasn't aligned right. Maybe my bow, my, my arrow was off. It was my fault. And so first and foremost, we are the warriors with the bow. Parents, bow up for me. Like, you are the bow. And before anything, first and foremost is we have to align ourselves first. Meaning, you can't give your kids what you do not have. So my question is, how is your relationship with Jesus? Because we have to align ourselves up to him first. Right? Do you believe that he gave up his life for you? That he died on the cross for all your sins, all your mistakes, your bad choices, those things you'd rather hide under the rug, those things you might be ashamed of? He died for them. And he rose again. We serve a living God. Right? Do you believe that? Have you proclaimed that? Have you surrendered your life to him? Because when you do that, guess what? He hands you a gift. A gift of the Holy Spirit that comes and lives in you. And when he's living in you, he's guiding, he's directing, he's giving you clarity, he's giving you wisdom. Parents, nowadays, with all the stuff swirling around in the world, we need wisdom more than anything to help raise our kids. Right? So here is where it starts, mighty warriors, is aligning yourself with Jesus first. Because this is the best thing you could ever give your kids. Give yourself, but give your kids too. Secondly, is this cool verse that's in Deuteronomy, which I think is the ultimate uh, verse for parenting. It's called the Shema. And it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give you to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now I want you to know um, every year about this time, because you know it's summer and my kids are home for summer. Yeah, kids, you happy you're home for summer? Mm-hmm. Well, I work in the district, right? So I'm home for summer too. And so every single year I was like, okay. We are going to do a daily devotional. Every day we're going to get in the Word. I buy books for all my kids. These are just a few. And we're going to dig in. I'm going to show them how to 
open the word. I'm going to show them how to find those verses, how to, how to apply them to their lives, what it means. And I want you to say, if you do this, anybody do devotions, like family devotions? Good job if you are, because that is so important. But we always start out, like, super strong. There's maybe one in here that we really have finished to the end, and we kind of dwindle. And I'll get so frustrated, like, oh, man, Lord, I'm trying. I'm trying to pour into him. This verse, what I love about it is God is saying, Amy, Amy, it's not about the devotions. It's about you being devoted. Devoted. Amy, I need you to show up. Love your friends and neighbors. And your kids are going to learn to love. Amy, I need you to forgive that person that hurts you. Your kids are going to learn to forgive. Right, man? Speak kind words. Control your tongue. And guess what? Your kids are going to learn to speak that way. Go on a mission trip to Africa, Nepal, South Arkansas. And it gives your kids a heart for the nations. And it is so important for us to be devoted, for our kids to see us digging in God's word. Right? A lap full of Bible, showing up to that small group. Being sure to show up to church, that making it a priority to be here every week. Let them see you tithe. It shows them you love the church, and then guess what? They're going to love the church. I didn't put this verse in there, but I think it's Proverbs 22.6. It says, train your child up in the way they should go. And when they were old, they won't depart from it. You know why? Because, man, you've cleared the way for them. The trail is there, and they're just going to follow in your footsteps. So it starts with, ooh, sorry. It starts with us, parents. We are, uh-oh. That's all audible for me, isn't it? You all still hear me? Okay, sorry. We are the bowmen. Align yourselves first, and then be devoted. Okay, so are we ready to craft this arrow? Because when this verse was written, our key verse about, you know, the arrows and the warrior and the hand, all this stuff, I'm sure it was written at a time when the people understood what it meant to craft an arrow, right? They, it was hard work. They couldn't just, like, go to a Bass Pro Shop and buy an arrow. They literally had to, like, break a twig off and work it and, you know, do all the things. And they knew it was hard work, but they wanted to do it. You know why? Because when they were using them, they were going into battle. And do you want a janky arrow when you go to battle? No, you want a good, strong arrow. And so they knew what it took to make a good arrow. So it all starts with our shaft, right? This is the body of our arrow. This is its core. This is where its strength comes from. Uh Uh-oh. He's going to fix me. Okay. Okay, I'll do my best. (laughs) Sorry, I get a little excited. And anyways, this is the core of your arrow, right? This is its strength. And in order for our arrow to fly true, you want this to be strong and straight and balanced. And so the person would have to really work work the wood really good. And some, you know, some shafts take a little more work a little more sweat. Do you all get what I'm saying? Because you didn't just want one arrow. If you're in battle, you want several, right? And so when they're working them, every single shaft would have been different and unique. Just like our kids. Their needs, their callings, who they are is each unique and different to God, right? This shaft represents your kid's identity. 
And it is our job as parents to be breathing over our kids who they are and whose they are, right? Because there are so many voices in the world from, you know, those shows that they're watching, the music they're listening to, social media, their teachers, their coaches, their friends, everybody's kind of shaping their identity. And trust me, the world wants to tell our kids who they are, but it is our job to be breathing Genesis 127 over them, reminding them that they were made in God's image, that they were chosen, that God has adopted them and set them apart as his, that they were made on purpose and for a purpose so that when hard times come, they can stand firm on God's word and know who they are in him. And secondly, their identity is where their family values are going to start being established, right? These are the things of What's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, what's just, what's unjust. These are those fundamental principles that will help guide our kids, right? That will breathe, learn, they'll teach them courage and honor and honesty, respect right here in their identity, okay? Next part is, I was calling them feathers, but I've learned they're fletching. Am I right? Fletching. They look like feathers to me, but... Fletching, right? Now, the fletching is what causes the arrow. It gives the arrow a drag and it gives it stability. And so um, if you have good fletching, it will allow your arrow to be accurate. It will allow it to, uh-oh, it'll allow it to fly fast and go the distance. Do we want all that in our kids? So how in the world do we create stability and build a kid that will go the distance? Well, it's actually where we start building the kid's character. And the character is a combination, do you see how there's a lot of things, of two things that need to be very balanced. One is discipline, right? That's a whole sermon in and of itself. Discipline. The next is affirmation, right? So let's talk about the uh, fletching of discipline. So this You know, creating this like road of discipline isn't easy, but it is so necessary to establish some family rules and boundaries and for your kid to know what the family rules and boundaries are. And then more important than that, it is very, very important for us to consistently hold the boundaries, uphold the family rules so that when your kids cross the line, do something against the rules, kids, you would never do that, right? But when you do that, that there would be some consequences. Ooh, kids, do you like to be disciplined? Where are my kids in here? I don't even see kids. Kids, do you like to be disciplined? Oh, okay. Well, here's the other question since I think I have more parents. Parents, do you like to discipline? Right? No, it, but here's the thing is that no one likes it, but it's so necessary. Right? And parents, when you're like, but I love him. Like, oh, he'll never do that. I'm pretty sure he learned and he'll never do it again. When you feel like giving in and being easy, lean in, parents. You are stealing from your kid. Stealing. Because it says lack of discipline equals a lack of character. Look what the Bible says. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them, hates 
That is a strong word, but you know why God says it? And I'm not even talking discipline. You do your own discipline, spanking, yelling, timeout, whatever it is, but it's necessary to discipline because God knows that when you discipline, you develop character. And when you develop character, you build in resilience and resilience is what's going to let our kid go the distance. So healthy discipline, so important. The next one is the fletching of affirmation right? Because it can't just all be rules, rules, rules. We just don't want rules. There has to be some grace and mercy and love because in that fletching of affirmation is where security is built, where your kids know that, yes, you, you cross the, you cross the line, but I love you no matter what. I'm going to show up for you no matter what. This is where your kid knows, Hey, when, when there's a problem, I'm going to go to my mom or my dad, cause they're going to listen. They know you're going to be there for them. I love that Jessica Elred, like a month ago, kind of around Mother's Day, started this like learning to pray scripture over our kids. Anybody do that? It was so good. So important that our kids know too, that not only are we showing up for them, but we are praying over them, right? That we are lifting them up to the God who is in control of everything and handing them over to him, right? This is where security is built. But then also in the affirmation, is where their self-worth and their confidence comes from. Now, praise is a beautiful thing, right? Everyone likes to get praised. But we have to be really careful in how we speak it. Because, like, we live in a very performance-driven society. We see that every day. Facebook, right? Instagram, straight A's, honor roll. Is that a good thing, kids? Yeah, like, we want you to get straight A's and honor roll. We want to be able to put that on our Facebook. It's good things, good things. But we're building character here, right? We want to be sure that we are also praising the kid of who they are. What's their heart like, right? Like you, oh, I I loved how you were quick to forgive your brother when he broke, broke your toy. Oh, I loved how you loved on that friend who was feeling left out. Oh, man, I see that you have a servant heart. These are the things we need to be praising our kids for, not just the things they've accomplished and achieved. Look what the, what the Bible says in 1 Samuel. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart, who the kid is, right? And so when we have this perfect combination between discipline and affirmation, like if you think like you get too much discipline, that kid will lack confidence and maybe they're going to be like seeking approval from people their whole lives. And then if you give too much affirmation, right? Your kid's full of themselves. They're kind of self-centered, self-concerned. Like when things don't go their way, they're that kid that quits, gives up, pouts, run away. Lack of character, right? So we want to build good character and that's when there is a good balance between affirmation and discipline. Okay, so my last piece is the arrow tip. And as you can see, it's nice and sharp. Well, okay, there we go. As you can see, it's nice and sharp. We want it because it, it's going to, when you shoot it at the target, we want it to pierce it and stick, right? So how do we build kids that are sharp and that will have some stickability? Now, if you remember I said God created everybody on purpose and for a purpose. 
This is like your reason for living, your driving passion. This is your calling that will give your life meaning and make an impact. This is the kid's mission, like the vision for their kid, right? So as parents, it's our job, like, well, actually, like everybody in here, every kid, every every adult, you all are given natural gifts, natural talents, right? Desires, passions. And it is our job as parents to figure out like, hey, what's my kid good at? What do they love? And when you figure that out, you start sharpening it, right? And then not only do you say, okay, you got this gift, but it's our job to actually set their eyes on eternity, to remind them that that gift is not just about you. That gift is to be used to point others to him, right? Colossians says this, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Okay, so here's what this looks like in my family, because this is the only example I can give you, is we're a basketball family. We eat, breathe, sleep basketball. All three of my kids, yep, amen. All three of my kids love it. Like my oldest actually plays basketball in college. And so when, from a very young age, we knew that they loved it. We knew it was a talent. Like not everybody can play basketball, right? And so parents beware when other people say, well, it's just basketball or it's just a sport. Because trust me, they've, they've breathed that over my kids before. But we as parents, we knew, man, this is a talent that they had. And so we did everything in our ability to sharpen it. We gave them personal trainers. We showed up at the gym whenever the doors were open. I don't know how many times I've rebounded in the driveway, right? Sharpening their skills. But in the meantime, we're speaking over them. Hey, this is your platform that God has given you. Not everyone has this talent, but you're supposed to use it. I don't know how. God's going to bring teammates, maybe coaches, other people into your life. And that is when you get to do what you love, but you get to do life with them. You get to point them to him. Because remember, in the end, it is all about eternity. Everything is about eternity. It is all about knowing God and loving people. And it is our job as parents to help figure out what they're good at and then point them in the direction of pointing to him. All right, so we have crafted our arrow. And now is the time we get to release it, right? Because we have to be good stewards to our kids. They're not meant to stay in our quiver. We are supposed to launch them. And here's the cool thing, parents. This is our legacy, right? Like they're going to get to fly further to where we never get to go. Meet people we would never meet. Go places we will never get to go. I just love thinking that they're going to impact the world beyond what I could ever imagine, And God will be faithful to do that. He will be faithful to do that. I hope that when you launch your kid, you can speak 3 John over them, which says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Um, If this doesn't happen by accident, right? We can't just leave it up to chance. Like, I hope they come out okay. And then blame society or the pressures of the world when things don't go right. No, it's our job. And so my challenge to you today is warriors, warrior up. Let's step up and start crafting some arrows that are gonna make an impact on the world. An impact like we could never imagine. Can you pray with me?
Heavenly Father, you are worthy. Oh, you are so worthy, Lord. Lord, help us as parents to align ourselves, to look to you, Jesus, and make sure we are putting you first in our life, that we are being devoted, that our kids can see you in us. And Heavenly Father, thank you so much for kids because they are a blessing and we know you have entrusted them to us. So Lord, fill us with your wisdom, teach us your ways so that when we launch them into the world, they could truly make a difference for you. It's in your name I pray, amen. All right, so at the back on the tables, we have these little arrows and feel free to take one. And they're little because they're not meant to be like hung on the wall. I want them to be in places like where you get ready in the morning or maybe on the dashboard of your car so that you're reminded to warrior up, right? To step up to your calling as a warrior and start crafting your arrows. And kids, when you see this arrow, never forget that you are a weapon, that you are made for more, that you are made on purpose and for a purpose and that you are gonna make waves in the world around you. So feel free to take some arrows when you leave. Thanks for listening to the Grace Point Church Podcast. To stay up to date on all things GPC, follow us at Grace Point NWA on Facebook or Instagram. As you go, be people who show and share Jesus in everyday conversations with everyday people. Live Scent.